Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You got Tommy and Randy here. Today, we're going to be doing lessons number five, six, and seven of our The Life of Christ study guide. So before we get going on that, we're going to start off with the word of prayer. Randy, you want to listen to a word of prayer? Yes, Tom. Heavenly Father and Jesus, we thank you so much for giving me and Tommy this opportunity and everybody that is listening. Jesus and Father, we ask for your spirit that you be uplifted, uh, that your name be glorified, and that we can draw closer and learn more of you and your love and your mercy that you have for us. We ask it in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. Now we're going to go to Exodus chapter 20 and read the Ten Commandments. So Exodus chapter 20, verse 1. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth, thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generations of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments." Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall thy labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven, the earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and breasted the seventh day, wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that the days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thy shalt, thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thy shalt, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thy shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thy shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his, axe, uh, his, his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Amen? Yeah, amen. All right, so now we're going to get on to the lesson. Lesson number five, and Christ's conflict with death. And our problem number one or question number one, state the result of sin. Okay, well, the result of sin, the wages of sin is death, but um, I kind of want to pull this up and show you guys from the Bible. So we'll just do a word search on wages. See, there's 18 verses with wages in it. So we're going to go down to Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All right, now number two. Name one way in which Jesus manifested his power to frustrate death. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Okay, <clears throat> and this says, 
And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. So he's our healer. Okay, number three, give a still stronger evidence. John chapter 2, verse 43 and 44. I believe that's John chapter 2. I'm not really a big fan of the Roman numerals. Forty-three and forty-four. Pass it up. Well, maybe it is John chapter eleven. All right. So, John chapter eleven, verses forty-three and forty-four. And when he thus thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, "Lazarus, come forth!" And he that was dead come came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, loose him and let him go. So number four, what was this or why was this a marked case? John chapter 11, verse 39. So we'll go up here to 39. Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. So what assertion did he make at this time? Verse 25. So we're going to go up here, verse 25. Same chapter, same book. Okay. And the, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Okay, and we're on number six now. Did Jesus understand that he must die? Luke chapter nine, verse 22. Okay, and this says, saying, the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be slain and be raised the third day. So yes, he understood that he must die. Number seven. Did he wish to escape it? John chapter 12, verse 27. All right, and this says, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I into this world. So now... What were his feelings in the garden? Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Okay, and this says, saying, Father, if thou, wilt, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done, or by, but thine be done. Okay, so this kind of answers the previous question too. Did he wish to escape it? Yes, he did. That's why I didn't want to talk too much is because uh, Randy and I, we tend to answer the question um, before the, the further on the study, it's, it's going to answer itself. So we're trying to just kind of shut up as much as possible and let the Bible do all the talking. So now number nine, describe the manner of his death. Now, this doesn't give us a verse to go to to find the answer, but we're going to go to Isaiah chapter 53. And 53. I'm going to read verses one through seven. <clears throat> Who hath believed our report? And to whom is 
the arm of the Lord revealed. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carry our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. As we like all we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. You know, and that's a very good point because when Jesus was being brought before um, the people and, and he was being tried, the only time he spoke was over his sonship. And that's whenever the people was very wroth and wanted to kill him. So uh, now I'm, I did the first nine and Randy's going to finish up the rest of the study. But before I go on, Randy, you have anything you want to say to any other, uh, the ones I went through, or do you want to wait to the very end? No, we're going to go over them again, but all I can say is, wow. Yes. He had no beauty to draw you to him. Uh, I imagine Satan likes to be drawn with beauty, beauty pageants yes you know but he had nothing to draw you to him except his character yes wow uh, number nine and we're going to go down describe the manner of his death now this is a question here without a scripture so describe the manner of his death tommy do you scroll uh but we, we went through that so what was the significance of the crown of thorns and it says see note one so tommy you scroll down for me on note one or i will the curse of the earth was thorns and thistles. When the Jews in their madness and mockery uh, plated that crown of thorns and pressed it upon the Savior's brow until the blood trickled down the sufferer's face, little did they think that they were thus saying to the world, behold, the one who bears the curse of the earth. That's pretty powerful. Yes, it is. You know, because uh, what did Jesus say in Genesis, and we're not going to add to that after, uh, after sin, that thorns and thistles. Yes, that was a curse of the earth. And wow. no one really ever puts that together that no. that's why his crown was made of thorns and thistles. Wow. He was suffering, you know, wow. Anyway, uh, number uh, 11, how was he treated uh, by men? And of course, Tommy, Isaiah 53, 3, 5, and 7. So we'll go to verse 3. And it says, Isaiah 53, 3, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as were our faces from him, and he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Wow, Tommy. Uh, anyway, we'll go on. Uh, Isaiah 7, 53, 7. Uh, five is in there, too. All right, five. But he was wounded for his transgressions. No. no, it says our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities because he never sinned. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes, amen, we are healed. 53 7. 
he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. Amen. And where did we see the lamb in Genesis, Tommy? I know we don't want to discuss. Amen. Cain and Abel. Yes. Right. A lot into that. He is brought as a lamb to slaughter and as a sheep before her shears is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. And then uh, did that end it, Tommy? And, and seven, yeah. Uh, Matthew, Matthew 26, 2667. How was he treated by men? Matthew 26, 67. That's a long one in it, Tommy. Right. Then did they spit in his face and buffeted him, and others smote him with the palms of their hands. Wow. So how was he treated by men, Tommy? Pretty horribly. And these were religious folk, Tommy. Yes. <laughs> you, know, you know, these were uh, folks that professed uh, to believe uh, in him and believe in God, Tommy. I just wonder what the people would do that don't believe in God, how they'd treat you. Yes. Uh, amen. I just uh, throw in there. So uh, number 12, how did he take this abuse? Of course, we're going to go back to Isaiah 53, 7. And uh, very good one. He uh, 53 seven. seven. And he said, This is a good one. I hope I could through the power of Christ. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, <laughs> yet he opened not his mouth, Tommy. Wow. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shear her shears is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. That might be something to be considerate, Tommy. In other words, uh, uh, when you're wrongly persecuted, you know what I mean, or prosecuted, is to be quiet. Yes. And let the people see. Amen? Yes. Uh, I believe it goes up here to one, two. And I know this, this study is kind of using the same uh, verses to answer the question. But, I mean, some of this is so powerful, you have to hear it again. Right. Uh who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord uh, revealed? And oh, that's sorry. First that's Peter first Peter. That's 2, not 23. That's okay. One. First Peter 2, 23. 2, first Peter 2, 23. All right, here we go. Okay. First Peter 2, 23. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again, when he suffered, Oh, wow. He threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, which is his father. Yes. Yeah, he knew man's judgment uh, wasn't too pure to, to his father. Amen. Yes. So number 13, what were his feelings towards those who mocked him? Uh, Luke chapter 23, verse 34. Wow. Luke chapter 23, verse 34. Then said Jesus, wow, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots, Tommy. He was even forgiving at the cross, his death and his persecution, man. Uh, they know not what they do. Powerful statement there. Um, how did he take, oh, we did that. Uh, what 
transpired in nature? Uh, that is crucifixion. What transpired in nature? Matthew 27, 45. Well, I'll let you get there. It says, now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. Wow. Uh, Matthew 27, uh, 52. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. So darkness and the graves were opened, Tommy. Many of the saints arose. Amen. And then uh, verse 54, and I'll read all the way down. And the graves were opened, and many of the bodies were sent, which, which slept arose. And there came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city. And they came out and appeared unto many. And when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, truly was this the son of God. Wouldn't that have been a prime time to say this was God the father? Yes. They didn't say that. Yeah. And also it, in the study, it, it too, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to the bottom and the earth did quake and the rocks rent. And Randy, what does this verse signify? Well, the, 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 the way into the sanctuary was open for all men, and it was in heaven, not on earth. The earthly sanctuary was done away with in Christ through his flesh. Yeah, so the, the ceremonial laws and the sacrificial system was done away with because now Christ was the heavenly, the heavenly high priest and the sacrifice. And what did the priest do, Tommy? And you can look up that historically. They took the curtain. By the way, it was rent from top to bottom, not from bottom to top. Yes. So it was a supernatural experience. Amen? Yes. Uh, and what did they do? They went and sold the curtain back up and started sacrificing the lamb when the true lamb of God was in front of them. Amen? And yep. wanted to do by their works to enter heaven. Yep. Amen. Anyway, that's a study in itself. Let's see, Tommy, where are we at? Uh, so we know that uh, uh, in verse 50, repeating oh, the agonizing cry in verse 46. So let me go back to that. Matthew chapter 27, verse 46. And in the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabbathana. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Wow. Uh, what did he, why did he die so soon? And I'm going to go back to note chapter two down here. So why did Jesus, remember Jesus died before the two, because when they got ready to break the kneecaps, you know, to lower back their legs, you know, mm -hmm. Jesus was already dead. So they stabbed him. But yes, let me answer this. Uh, the, uh, uh, the burden of sin of the world was upon him, a mocking crowd about him. His father withdrew his presence. The strain was too great and he died of a broken heart. Physicians tell us that the flow of blood and water testified to this fact. And it says, see John 19 verse uh, 34. John chapter 19, verse 34. Wow. I don't know about you, Tommy, but I'm learning a lot. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith there out, uh, came out their blood and water. What are we healed by, Tommy? Yeah, the blood, blood of Christ, and uh, we've got to be reborn again of the water and of the spirit. Amen. There it is to be, you know, we must be born again. 
Okay, so how did the disciples feel, Tommy? Uh, Matthew chapter 24, verse 17 and 21. Matthew chapter 24. And thank you, Tommy, for going because you're carrying the load. And we're doing this to type in to show individuals that don't know how to study the word of God, you know, or the Bible is letting scripture answer for them. Amen? Yes. Instead of going through. So how did the disciples feel starting with verse 17? It said, and he said unto them, what manner of communication are these that you that that ye have to one another as you walk and are you sad in verse 21 but we trusted that it had been in which should have redeemed israel and beside all this day today is the third day since these things were done so they were very sad weren't they tommy yes they didn't understand that everything that jesus had told them you understand was being fulfilled. They didn't understand it. They were very sad. So what was the promise of God concerning him? What was the promise of God concerning him? Psalm 1610, Old Testament, Psalm 1610, it says, for thy will not leave my soul in hell, which is the grave, Tommy, neither will thy suffer thy holy one to see corruption. And Jesus's body never saw, never rotted, never saw corruption, and a bone was not broken which was prophesied in the Old Testament. Amen? Yes, he had to be a lamb without blemish. Wow. Yeah, and I like to go over this word hell because a lot of people think that Jesus actually went to hell. And this, and, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and they also believe that he that hell is a burning, or place exists now just burning. But let's go over what hell is. And this is in the Hebrew because this is in the Old Testament. And it says here, Hades or the world of the dead as if a subterranean retreat, including its accessories and inmates, grave or hell or pit. So hell does not mean a purse right now or a place right now that's burning and people are, you know, being tortured for eternity. It means the grave. The grave. Amen. And if they're torturing Tommy, and I know we're, we're, we're through with the study and we're just talking, but just torturing somebody, that means they would still be alive, right? And yes. they would have the gift of eternal life, wouldn't it? And that would make God worse than Hitler. Yes. And that's exactly what Satan wants you to believe. Yeah, that God is an eternal tormentor. <laughs> and when's eternal life given, of course, Tommy? When Jesus comes back. At the last trump. Yes. 